Hi guys, I am here with Callum today, who is on the same PT course that I'm on um, with our coach Ollie. And essentially, rather than me just talking forever, I want to get someone else on who I know and have a lot of respect for as a PT. And thinking about what we're going to talk about today, and inspired like by a few of my clients at the moment, let's talk about maintenance. And by maintenance, we don't mean fat loss, we don't necessarily mean try to build heaps of muscle it's just actually what is the ultimate aim that is staying at a healthy point in terms of your body fat levels in terms of your habits and maintaining that and what that's going to look like okay so let's get started so first of all I kind of want to talk about what is maintenance now like for us as PTs the majority of people come to us for fat loss goals we do get people who come to us for building muscle and things like that as well but ultimately, people come with a goal of fat loss, but the goal isn't fat loss forever. No, one's, no one wants to be dieting for the rest of their life. It's primarily about getting to that stage that you achieve the result you want and maintaining it. I don't know about you, but I find a lot of the time with my clients, they will have like a goal, whether it's fat loss, whether it's body composition, and they'll probably hit what they were wanting to achieve and then they still want to keep going. Do you ever get that experience with clients? Yeah, 100%. So like you say, people come 99 times out of 100 with the goal of like losing weight, um, losing fat, toning up, whatnot. And then they hit, whether it's 5, 10, however big the weight loss is, they'll hit that goal and then they'll be like, I want to keep, I want to keep losing weight. I want to keep losing weight. And then that brings you on to the conversation which now that I've been uh, coaching for a lot longer is something that I have right at the beginning about like the why and what they really want to achieve out of it. But that brings you to that point of, right, so you wanted to lose this weight, you've hit it. Why is it that you want to lose more? Why is it that you want to go down this route further? What exactly is it that now that you've gotten to this goal that there's still something missing for you? What's that, what's that thing that's missing? And the chances are it's not like more fat loss, is it? It's something else. Yeah, it's like I still don't feel confident in like a bikini. I still don't, you know, feel good where I'm going. I still, I'm lacking confidence, whatever it is. It's not, I'm not at this number on the scale because me and you both know that that is literally just a number on a scale. It doesn't tell you or give you any of those other things that you want from weight loss or fat loss. I think, yeah, and that kind of, and you're so right to have that conversation at the start because that's like the proof, isn't it? That actually like how you feel in yourself isn't always like directly correlated to how you look and the amount of body fat you have. So Yeah, 100%, 100%. I know, I, I feel like my job as a coach, that if someone comes to me and they want to lose, let's say 10 kilos, for example, and they lose 10 kilos and they then still feel rubbish about themselves, then I've not done my job. But if someone comes to me and they want to lose 10 kilos and they want to do it so that they look better, feel so they feel better about themselves, more confident in themselves. And if that number on the scale doesn't change, but they feel better about themselves, more confident, then even though they've not got like necessarily a physical result of they've not hit this goal, then I've done my job. Oh yeah, exactly. No, and you're so right. And it's like, I think our place as well to pull people up when they like do get to that place where you're like look actually dieting forever isn't 
like what we want to do and perhaps maybe in the future like you do want to lose a bit more body fat but if someone's been like dieting for that amount of time coming up to like a maintenance phase it's not only good from like a physical sense but like mentally as well because I think it goes two ways you can either get a bit fatigued from being like really focused on dying all the time and on the other hand you can like really like identify yourself with that process and be like but that's like what I do like I just diet and that's what gives me structure and then the idea of maintenance can almost feel a little bit scary yeah exactly it's like well how am I now going to progress what am I going to do next and they see it almost as like like you say diet and identity or like it's a life or death situation when it might feel like that because that's been the focus for so, so, so long. But in reality, it's, it's, well, it's not a life or death situation at all, is it? No, I think, yeah, I think in a dieting phase, things, you can see it as more black and white, can't you? Yeah. You could be like, right, well, I could have this meal, but out with my friends, but I need to understand that that might put me over my calories and that's it. Whereas in maintenance, like ultimately you're still, you still have an energy requirement, but you do have more free choice and then it's up to you to be a bit more like accountable and choose what is the things you want to like spend those calories on in quotes um and I think for people like that means that they have to make a bit more active choices and that can be like a little bit intimidating when you've been very much like streamlined with your fat loss yeah it's like stepping it's like when you grow up as well it's almost like stepping into the real world a little bit like if you're dieting and you've got your coach or whoever's there and you or you know your deficit or whatnot you're like right I eat this deficit this goes here I eat these meals I'm not going to have this with my mates or I'm not going to go I'm going to drink something different it's you've, you've almost got that guide there you've almost got that yeah, there's a responsibility, but you know how to do it. But when it gets to that maintenance part and you've got, okay, I'm going to, I can have this, but then I'm, I can have this as well. And being able to make better choices about it, that's it's like going into the real world and taking on more responsibility in a weird way. Yeah, which is such a good way to put it. And like that as well, like so many people don't ever get to that stage though. Like that's the crazy thing. And I think I had this conversation with a client the other day. We were talking about a dieting method that she tried in the past. And, you know, she said, it worked for me before. I just need to go back to it. And I was like, but did it work for you before? Yeah, yeah you lost that weight, but you've put it back. You've put it back on again. But um, for her, that gives her that comfort because she sees the success in that. What did I lose in that space of time? that was an achievement rather than what has happened since then. So it's about that kind of transition. It's all about, like you say, kind of deciding, right, I'm going to do this by myself. But there's a lot of, I know I've worked with women who are in their like 50s and they're still trying to die. And, and for me, like as someone in their mid twenties, like knowing people like that, is what inspires me to be like, no, I want to do like maintenance now. And that's like my life rather than the kind of on and off, on and off, on and off, because we shouldn't be striving to like lose big chunks of weight in short periods of time. We should be striving to maintaining for the rest of our life because that's what it's all about. But I think we're just so tuned in to these like up and down, up and down trends, right? Yeah, 100%. Like you said there, like going back to 
people hold on to be like, oh, I've, I've done this before and it worked in the past, so I just need to do it again. But like you say, it will, it hasn't worked because you've gone back to this situation. It's like the cycle, but because the cycle is like, instead of like a three-week cycle, it might be a year or six months, whatever, because it's such a big cycle. They don't see it as a cycle, like they don't associate it as that. Whereas what that's not what you want. You don't want to then keep doing that every six months, every year, every two years, or however long that is. You want to get to a point where you can achieve whatever goal it is you want, have whatever's associated with it, and then maintain it. And that you want that to become part of your identity, not that dieting is your identity, but like I am someone who is happy in the way I look. I'm someone that is confident in the way I look. I'm someone that makes better choices about my food and to truly embody that, I think. Yeah, definitely. So talking about that kind of first transition when you've decided, right, you know what? actually, I don't want to be in a deficit anymore. I'm going to maintain whether you've hit your goal or whether you feel you need a break from dieting or whether you've maybe your goal's changed and you've decided this is just what I want to do now. When you have clients who go into that kind of part, like how do you set them up in that kind of low transition phase? So when we get to that point, we'll assess where we are. We'll look at... um, we'll reflect on the journey that's gotten us to this point, go through every, you know, on the majority of the aspects of it. And then we'll talk about, right, well, what is next? And I like to lay out some options for my clients and just say, look, well, you, and I'll give them every option as well, no matter how, like if in my opinion, I think it's a daft choice or it's a stupid option, I'll still give them that because at the end of the day, it's, their choice and it's my job to educate them on every option that they have at their availability so they might have hit a goal look you could continue to lose weight if you wanted to I'm not going to push them down that route but if they I'll try and actively talk not actively talk them out of it but if that is their decision but it's my job to give them that option or we can maintain where we are now you can and then obviously talk through the process of that we can talk about you know, if you wanted to then go into gaining muscle or bulking and talk through that process. Um, and then for me, giving them them options and then finding out what's truly important to them at the position that they're in now that they've progressed, however long the period of time that we've been working together for is, and try and suggest what option I personally believe would be the best route for them yeah yeah and what would you do for example if a client was like a little bit nervous about like eating a little bit more increasing their calories a little bit how do you kind of deal with that situation I I like I think for that it's it's quite scary um especially if losing weight for so long has been the focus and then there's going to be that initial period that I've found with people when they're eating more they get a bit anxious about it they'll start to because they consume a bit more and the body's not used to it as well they start to like the bloating tends to pick up quite a bit and then that's like panic stations so i always say to them i'll go look we'll do two weeks we can have a little trial not much is going to change in two weeks but if that two weeks you are like no this isn't it for me and you hate it and you are 100% committed to it, then at least we've tried it, and at least you know in your heart of hearts that that isn't for you. And then throughout that period, I think for me, it's just a case of the reassurance throughout it and talking them through the journey. I'm at you know a stage as well where I'm quite fortunate that 
all the clients I work with are so, so lovely. And people have been through this process as people that are approaching it or going through it. I can almost just partner them up as well and just say to the client that's done it, go, oh, would you mind having a chat to this person? I've got absolutely no problem. And then they'll talk them through it because I work primarily with women and I'm not a woman. So I think even though I'm the, you know, the coach and whatnot, it's still nice for them to hear it from another woman who's gone through that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, like, when you, if you're going through, a, like, a fat loss phase, having someone there that's, like, has your back if you want to chat to them about it and you're doing it together and it feels like a team effort is the same in these kind of things as well. And I think people don't apply the same principles as much because it's not, like, this specific, like, like goal. And, yeah, you're so right in terms of that's what's, like, the tough part is, like, the realities of it and I had a conversation with one of my clients in a check-in the other day and she's actually in like a bit of a surplus just now and she's like I just keep getting like bloated like will that settle down and I'm like you're just eating more food and I'm like yeah. food <laughs> just contains like if it's got if it's big on your plate it's big in you like and I think people don't realize that like they feel like all of a sudden like bigger and it's not it's not because you're just suddenly gaining fat it's just you have your food has more volume and that food is in your tummy for a while while it digests and I think that's one thing that when people are in a deficit for so long and they don't have as much kind of food volume things they just forget like what a full stomach can feel like right? yeah 100 it's like it's like you know and I know that if you go for like a week away or it's over Christmas and then you come back or when someone first starts the journey with you and we have to have that conversation of it's been the first week and they've lost like four or five pounds and they're buzzing over the moon they're like I'm gonna hit my goal in like three weeks time this is great and we've got to have that conversation of that's waterweight and that is that this and that it's the exact same conversation just sort of reversed isn't it yeah exactly and then that's kind of the other thing like I know we'd said in like voice notes and things before this in terms of people think they like will get to say they did have like a weight target and they get to a goal weight say it's 60 kilograms and they're thinking I'm going to be 60 kilograms like forever like that's now where I want to stay that's where I'm going to stay and the reality is like human bodies just don't work like that like it's so completely natural I think on average people fluctuate up and down like five kilos over a year and that can be to do with you know, in summer, maybe we eat less and we move around more. In winter, we maybe eat more. There's birthdays, there's celebrations. And that's like actually a really natural thing to happen. But if you told a lot of people like today, oh, in six months time, you might be like four or five kilos heavier. They probably completely freak out when I think we just don't have like that allowance for ourselves because of still that kind of fixation, right? On being that set specific way. Yeah, 100%. Like you are going to, fluctuate throughout it and there's going to be times when like okay you're maybe going to make a bit more even if you're at maintenance you might think right I want to make a little bit more of a conscious decision to maybe drop down a little bit I'm going on holiday in a month's time I want to do that so okay maybe we drop down a little bit more and then we'll go back up and then that holiday is done with so um, other things are going to come into play maybe we've restricted so we're not going to restrict as much and as well I always think that and this is the same when it comes to like losing weight as well. And it applies in the same for when you're maintaining. I just think it looks differently because, again, the number on the scales looks so different. But I think if you average it out throughout the year, there's probably like 
one in every three weeks where you've got like something on at the weekend. There's a birthday, there's a night out, there's a work do, there's something like that. And they don't fall perfectly every single three weeks. You'll have like a month where like everyone has that one month that's just so busy, it's nonstop. And in that month, if you're at maintenance, your weight is going to go up if you've got all these things on. The same way that if you're losing fat, your progress in that month may slow down. It may come to a complete standstill. But then there's going to be maybe six weeks, seven weeks where there's nothing on. Like it's that dry period. Everyone's had all the birthdays. There's nothing coming up for a while. Then that's the period where if you're maintaining, you go back to that weight or, you know, the water weight comes off, the bloating goes down. Or if you're losing weight, that's when you'll start to then see the scales go down again. And that's just part of life. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, we need to stop, like, hitting the panic button every time, like, our bodies slightly change because we've been having a really fucking good time. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, in the moment, we're like, living my best life fucking so happy and then the week after you step on the scales and you like suddenly feel this guilt and shame and it's completely taken out of perspective and I think it's like having and I say this in my check-ins all the time like I will get this I guarantee you if I know someone's had a big weekend or they said like this weekend I'm away blah blah I know their check in the following week's going to be like I really need to get it on like get on it this week like oh my god blah 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 and I'm like chill it's fine. It was just because you had a bigger week last week. That's why you're feeling these things. Give it a week. It'll all be back into perspective again. But we just need to have more of that perspective in the moment. Like, it's almost the point, like, if you're on, like, step on the scale, just put a label on it and just say, like, perspective. <laughs> Do you yeah, know I mean? yeah, 100%. It's like, I feel like we fixate on, like, this need to be perfectionists all the time in everything that we do. And it gets, it takes things and blows them so out of proportion when it comes to things like that. It's almost like people have like the dissociate themselves from the person that went out on the weekend. And then it comes to the weekend and they step on the scales and like, oh my goodness, I need to be perfect and do all this to then be able to make progress. And it's not the case. Those are both you and those are both parts of life and they are both parts of life that you should be enjoying. Exactly. And then I think, that can be like, as we said before, that can be the challenge with maintenance, right? Because you know you can allow yourself this space to enjoy more things like that. But it's about where do you like stop so that you yeah, are at true you maintenance and you're not just actually taking the piss. And I think a lot of the time, well, I mean, it obviously depends on what diet. I'm hoping anyone who dieted with me and you would not feel the need to do this. But if you're someone who has been severely restricting throughout your fat loss phase, you probably are going to have a phase where you go a bit over the top when you like try to like stop the diet and go back to maintenance because you're going to feel the need and you're not going to really, you have been eating to fullness for a while perhaps and then you just go over fullness way too often. So I think it's allowing yourself that kind of space and time in maintenance. Like you can't just sit there for like a week and then shit yourself and then be like, crap, I'm going to die again. You need to allow things to like, settle and fluctuate and find a new routine but in terms of like obviously when you're in fat loss you have a goal of fat loss the goal of maintenance of just being staying the same weight is a as we said kind of unrealistic and b not very exciting so what kind of like goals would you encourage like your clients when they go into more of like a maintenance phase so it always depends on the person but I like to get them I feel by that point they've more 
they started to fall in love with the gym by the most part. They started to enjoy it. The gym used to be a means to lose weight and do this and do that. Whereas now the gym is something that they're actually interested in and invested in and they start to get, you know, excited by PBs and chasing numbers and getting stronger. So stuff like strength is always a really, really good one uh, to focus on. Uh, the second is, I'd say, lifestyle and balance. It's getting them into a position where, like you say, they've been restricting for so long. They've had X amount of time. They've maybe not been eating fullness for a while. It's They've been seeing progress, but then it's maybe in the back of the mind when they're at parties or like nights out or weekends out or whatever it is, to encourage to find the balance in being able to maintain, enjoy all those things. Like you said, not take the piss with it, but just general enjoyment of their life and like a sense of fulfillment. And then obviously you've always got the option of depending on what goals they have physically, what they speak to you, trying to recomp, which is a very slow process of maybe still keep like decreasing fat and building muscle if they, if that's something that interests them. But it's, you know, those are the things that I'll sort of lay out for them, the options that I'll give them and go, right, which one excites you, which two excite you, how do you want to go about it? But the main one, the big one is just getting them to a point where they enjoy life and they identify as well with this new person that they're becoming, this like new personality that they've gotten and this new body. It's almost like sometimes they hit this goal of weight loss, but they don't feel like that person, which tends to come with why like when we say you don't want to lose weight or you don't want to lose fat, you want you want to become that person. So trying to okay, they've gotten there physically, let's help them become that person that they want to be mentally and who they are as well. What about yourself? Yeah, no, that's such a big one. I think, yeah, I think for me, obviously, the strength goals are like the biggest one. And even when, obviously, when we first start working with clients, we're trying to get them to get have strength goals, like the jump. But yeah, really like shifting that focus in that time, because being at maintenance doesn't mean your body stops changing. Like if you're fucking grinding in the gym, and you're sitting around maintenance, it's probably a good chance the shape of your body is going to change. Like, obviously, unfortunately, it's a slow process, but it will. And yeah, I think people think, all right, maintenance, that's it. It's like, no, 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 this is the time to actually create something underneath that and really like change the shape of your body, which ultimately is the reason people get into fat loss in the first place. They think it's just because they want to like lose fat, but it's like, no, 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 you actually want a bigger bomb you actually want like a toned back and that thing's not that's not going to happen just from like eating in a deficit alone so like continuing that push towards that a because yeah it's fun to feel fucking strong and b because you can still like change the shape of your body when that's a goal to you um but yeah in terms of the kind of like nutrition and lifestyle side of things I think one thing I like I know I personally find really useful when I'm like, I'm not dying, I'm not tracking anything is obviously I have, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, but it's kind of like putting on like my adult hat and being like, actually what is, and as PTs, we're kind of told to be like, there, you know, there is no thing, no such thing as good food and bad food. And you can have whatever you want. That's fine but there's still consequences with what you eat. And ultimately we can still strive to give our body something that's 
gonna be good for it so it's kind of that point where I'm like I can't have whatever I want I'm like but you know if I had a kid would I want that kid to eat that whole tub of Ben and Jerry's or would I actually want him to like just eat his dinner of like you know pasta and whatever do you know what I mean yeah. and it's about like saying to yourself like okay just don't be a dick about it and actually look you do care about your health so what actually is the healthier option just now and as much as I think sometimes you're kind of seen as like toxic if you're promoting like healthy eating it's not like it's not yeah it's it's like it's like you say put it on your adult hat it's like when I was at uni it'd be like I've got freedom from home it's like I'm gonna make 35 pence noodles at 3 a.m because I can and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and that was like the god I just but in fact looking at it is like right I could still do that and I've got the option to but let's just because I'm not now my fitness palette everything or tracking everything let's still have some level of I'm going to be someone that does take care of myself and does actually look after myself a bit more because I think it's like that flip of like what we talk about maintenance to maintain it's like you've got to balance it as well and I think in that maintenance phase one of the big the big draws or the big feelings that people have is they sort of go too far that way of right, I can, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, like you say, you don't put your adult hat on. What would I want my kid to eat? I wouldn't want them to eat that. He's like, no, I'll just go have that. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And I think that's where the sort of downfall of maintenance tends to come from, from my perspective and from what I've seen. Yeah, and it is. And that just comes down to the, like, human nature that we feel like it has to be, like, black or white. Do you know what I mean? It's like we're either on it or we're off it. People don't like like the grey area, which is which is what maintenance is. And that's the issue. And it's about it's about learning that. And that's why it is like a bit of a bit of a process. And you've got to kind of actually find what works for you. And which can be it can be scary if you've been, especially if you've been like tracking on my fitness pal, and it's been like your phone has been telling you what you should and shouldn't eat for however long you've been dieting, could be weeks could be months so in that kind of transition it can be really useful or what I like kind of recommend is just going by like rough guidelines rather than my fitness pal and ultimately you know in the back of your head what 2000 calories looks like now because you've been tracking for long enough if you find that because you're not putting that in an app that you're not holding yourself accountable to it that's when you need to like have something in place perhaps as like a bridge to that so could it just be like in your phone you've got a tick box that you can say okay I had protein and veggies in each of my my main meals and I stuck to two snacks kind of thing so it's like not being so meticulous about it but you've still got that structure there I find that can be quite useful yeah 100% like it's once you've tracked for so long like you said you know okay maybe not to the exact number but you know more or less within five percent or so ten percent however big you know however big the allowance is to begin with what that looks like once you've done it for so long and being able to just do that sort of like it's a set like it's second nature without it being a stress without it being something that goes completely off the rails in the way of eating far far too much um, but without the need to 
have the phone there telling you yeah, like what the exact numbers yeah. are between everything um then that's huge and as well just going off more how you feel as well like if you're eating the foods that you enjoy and you're feeling good from them or you're having this and that and you've got a bouncy feeling good then keep going for it if you're going a bit too you know off the rails on the top end eating too much and you don't feel great for it but you're just sort of still doing it for some reason then maybe you know if you you don't feel good from it then stop pull back in the same way that if you're going back to or trying to go to maintenance and not tracking your a bit afraid and then under eating because of it but you feel just a bit empty not full low on energy then to try and just get yourself to a point where you feel good and use it as fuel to be part of your life and live your life the way that you want to don't have it as numbers that are a means to an end yeah exactly I mean like for years and years we've managed to like rely on our hunger levels to tell us when we're hungry but now like we rely on and obviously it's different foods food sources are different now but so long as you are having mostly whole food sources the chances are your own internal hunger scale if you take the time to kind of actually ask yourself a bit more about it when you're eating it's going to be a pretty good indication as you say of kind of what you feel do you ever track so uh, yeah at the moment religious well at the moment like religiously but I know what I'm eating constant like day in day out because it's the same thing so like I tracked it when my calories updated and my targets updated and then until they update I won't bother tracking I'll just keep rinse repeating um but i'm like two weeks out from like a photo shoot and like prep style and stuff like that which i know that you've done so that that has for 2022 genuinely been my life but then outside of are they low are they super low yeah (laughs) like 1500 yeah, like I mean, two, I mean for, two low for a well, female, but... that's like the normal dieting calories. But yeah, for you, that's pretty fucking low, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, at the moment it is. But then as soon as I come off the back of it, it will be um, to gradually, so I probably will for a little bit, just to get used to it, just reverse back up so I don't just go all or nothing and dive in and then, you know, give it sort of a week or so and then just fuel my body for how I feel, to have a look at what my new goals are. It's something that I do, that I need to have that conversation that I have with my clients once that happens and go, right, what are my goals in terms of my training, my health, my fitness, uh, and then set myself up for that. Yeah, but I mean, you need when, that refocus almost like yeah. before you get to that point, don't you? So you can just be like, bam, next stage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, at the moment, it's just trying to keep my sanity. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's all, it's awful, and then, isn't it? In terms but, of like, this is another thing that I was going to mention, so I forgot to totally write it down. Like the whole like reverse diet thing, I think has been completely like blown out proportion for people who are just like losing a bit of fat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for you, what you're on is probably over a thousand calories, like under what your maintenance would be. So gradually like increasing things back up is sensible from like a digestion perspective and all those kind of things. But if you've consistently been eating in a deficit of like 300 calories a day, 400 calories a day, you don't need to like reverse diet back from that. Just kind of go up to your maintenance calories and it's fine. But I think like, cause I get asked that a few, I'm like, oh, are we going to take things up slowly? And it's like, 
why that means you'll still be in a deficit for another few weeks and maybe if someone was on a really long diet it would be an option but I think people put so much more value on it when it's kind of like a bodybuilder thing yeah unless unless you're going extreme level and like you're going down to like stage lean and stupidly low body fats that aren't maintainable, then yeah, okay, it is worth it. Like you said, just from a digestion standpoint, like if I went back to my maintenance or eating normally and doubling, like more than doubling my calories, I'd I'd struggle every, I'd be, I'd feel full every day. I'd want like 10 (laughs) naps a day. That would be it. But when it is just, you know, the case of three, 400 calories, it's not something that needs to be done solely, especially when you start to put in the perspective of, obviously we talk about good and bad choices and it's not necessarily, you know, there's no good or bad foods, but we're not going to make up those calories in like junk food. I'm doing air quotes there, but to put that in perspective, that's like a Mars bar and a half or something. That's not a lot of calories that need to be sort of like that need to be reversed when you look at it like that. So it's not something to get, too obsessed about when going back up just go back to the maintenance and see how you feel there yeah it's kind of like everything in the fitness industry and it's like so much of it is more just like and that's why people that's why we have jobs because there's so much shit out there yeah what do we do and we've got to be there to be like and do you not find it's almost kind of a little bit underwhelming because you're like it was actually quite basic like (laughs) it's like you want to like say oh my god there's this like really special way that you're gonna lose weight and it's like nah fuck you just need someone to actually be there to be like have you done it we don't need to necessarily someone to like be like you need to try this fancy thing like and that's that's the thing with maintenance well yeah exactly like we've not come in and reinvented like thermodynamics we've not kind of reinvented calories inverse calories out with this super new thing that we've got it is the same thing throughout that it's always been it's just having that person there to cut through all the shit that's out there that say you know do this and you'll have this and do this and use my code at checkout to and Mm. just be like this is what you need and to just do it consistently and to know that you are doing the right thing so that you can continue to do it consistently yeah exactly exactly okay to sum up what does maintenance look like for you personally you personally it is at a point where I feel energized for whatever I'm doing day to day um in training work um, whether it's studying at uni, whatever it is, you know, days out with friends, whatever. Um, and at a point where I feel fulfilled and content and just happy with how it's going and it's not a stress on my life. Yeah. What about, what about for you? I think for me, it's being at a place where I'm fueled enough that I feel like I'm seeing progress in my training. But being at a place where... <laughs> I accept that like actually my body does naturally like just have a little bit of fat around my midsection and that's not unhealthy for me and realizing that not being like super shredded like it's actually I think for me and it's only since I did bodybuilding that one show I did was like that one show that is 100 percent enough for a one is 100 enough for a lifetime <laughs> literally I think it was I I had to do that to realize how not worth it is being small 
So for now, yeah. maintenance for me is the knowing that being any smaller than this actually makes my life shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's something that like has been. So the only reason I've gotten into this is to support a client who I could not talk out of doing it. As I, I've never yeah, coached anyone nice. through it. I've never like coached anyone through it. I don't know what's going to be like. Let me do it with you then, at least. And then you've got someone there and what I've known like throughout it it's I don't understand how people do this consistently like year in year out yeah because it's so taxing I can't wait to just be able to like enjoy myself to be able to watch Liverpool and have a beer and just like enjoy the little things and but have it as like like you said, maintenance part of my life that I enjoy and know that, yeah, great. I might, I'm going to lose being trained. I'm going to lose whatever these veins, but also I'd rather be able to have a beer and chill out and watch the football or appreciate what I'm doing in the moment instead of thinking about either one, oh, I'm so hungry right now, or two, I really wish I could have a beer, but I yeah. can't. Yeah. Constantly thinking, when's my next meal? When's my next meal? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get, I have had so many comments this recently, people being like, oh my God, like, it's so mad that you like drink, but you're a PT. And I'm like, do people really still have this perception that personal trainers are like only like bodybuilders who have like 2% body fat? Like I, all the PTs I know, like we're quite normal, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I it, it, that's one of my biggest things as well is about like, when people first start working with me, or like, and then they go to tell me they've got a like a night out coming up, and they go to tell you, and they're like, they're like a bit apprehensive. It, yeah, they're, they're as if like, do you know when like you do like you break something by accident when like you're playing in <laughs> as like a kid and you have to go and tell like your parents and you're like, no, yeah. oh, I'm really sorry. And they go, they come to it like that. I'm like, I go out like plenty of times. I would be such a like, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like the biggest advocate for being able to achieve your goals. Um, and being able to also do those things and enjoy your life and go out as well. And then I tell them, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> this is great. I thought I was going to have to like never, never eat or starve myself before I go out. Or, and yeah, I think there is still, it's becoming less and less, but I think yeah. the, there is still that perception of it there that you just, at that level of like to be a PT you've got to be that level of shredded 24 7 and look insane and yeah be Which this is, strong and do yeah. all that and like if I could do all that and be that this strong or this and that I'd be like a professional athlete or something like that I exactly. probably if if I could make that I would not be a, like well I mean I probably still would be because I love it but you know what I mean like you'd oh, go I mean, out and you'd have like, that option available yeah, yeah. I mean like I if I was maintaining that level of like body fat, I would be a bad coach because like I wouldn't be able yeah. to like focus on my business. So how like like bodybuilders run coaching businesses? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it, it's <laughs> it's beyond me. But if if fair play to them, <laughs> more power to them. Yeah, yeah. All right, amazing. Thanks for coming on and chatting with me, Callum. I'm sure everyone got a lot of insight from our chat today. Yeah, no, it's been great. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. And yeah, hopefully whoever's listening can take a bit of value <laughs> all away from All our it 20 and... listeners combined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, 10 apiece. <laughs> and can, you know, apply it or just kill an hour while they're driving somewhere exactly. or something when that comes to it. Exactly. All right, see you later, guys. See you later.